Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today is the second Sunday in Ordinary Time, and this is the Word in the World. Welcome to the Word in the World. I am your host, Father Stephen Bell, Associate Director of the St. Thomas More Newman Center. And here on this show, we give you inspiration and insight for the readings from a clergy and lay perspective. I have the pleasure of having in the studio today, Tyler Treese, OSU student, extraordinaire, I might say. <laughs> thank you, thank Tyler, you. Tyler, you want to tell the people who you are? Yes. Uh, first of all, thank you so much, Father Steve, for having me in today. Um, like Father Steve, I'm a student at Ohio State, social work major, um, with a minor in substance misuse and addiction, which is something I'm very passionate about. Um, and something that's very much needed. Oh, for sure, especially on a campus yeah. like Ohio State. Um, and on top of that, I'm just... I'm just a Jesus lover, you know? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hey, that's not a bad thing to be. No, no, not in this world. No, no. <laughs> Amen. Amen. On the show, we offer a, an insight on a, on a particular reading, and I always ask my, my guest star to choose the reading. And Tyler, you have chosen the first reading for today, which comes from the prophet Isaiah. Our reading today will be given by Lector John Remy a lector at the St. Thomas More Newman Center, and here he is. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord said to me, You are my servant, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. And I made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. It is too little, the Lord says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. The Word of the Lord. Wonderful reading from Isaiah. This will be about the time when the Israelites were released from their Babylonian captivity, heading back to Zion to actually restore their community. Why did you choose this reading, Tyler? Well, for one, this reading is amazing. Let's just put that out yes, there. Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. And when you told me to pick one of the three readings from the day, I started reading the first reading, and the first sentence got me, and I was like, oh, Father Steve's going to be mad. I didn't even read the other two readings. <laughs> um, but well, the what was so capturing? Well, the first thing I want to point out about this reading is the word servant is said mm. three times mm-hmm. in this reading, which is when a word is said three times, especially in a shorter reading like this, like it's got to be pointed out. Sure. And I think... When you read it, um, the very first line is, you are my servant, Israel, through whom I show my glory. And I think the combination between servant and glory mm-hmm. is really intriguing. Because, you know, I think as it speaks to, like, um, Jacob being a leader, he, um, he needs to be a servant first. And you yeah. don't often hear that. Does that make sense? Yes, it um, does. Um, which is really, was really inspiring to see because a lot of times you hear, like, leaders, they need to be, they need to make the decisions and they need to be in charge and, like, they have to have all these big high roles, but this really, for me, it took a spin on that and said, Mm -hmm. you need to be a servant of the Lord first before you can do anything. Mm -hmm. And that's what it really captured me. In the very first sentence, you are my servant. The very first sentence, I think that's really what got me. And then there's another thing I love about this reading. Um, Jacob says, um, God is now my strength. And Mm -hmm. then immediately the Lord comes back and says, um, it is too little um, for you to be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. Like what? That's a, that that what he just said is not sounds like a daunting task yeah, in and of itself. And it was too little yeah. just to be um like 
the servant for the tribes of Jacob and the survivors of Israel. Like that yeah. was too little. That's a lot. Yes, it is. And he takes that and he says, I'll make you a light to the nations, to everybody. Mm-hmm. And that really spoke to me. That's, that's it. That's a huge switch just for me. And I was like, wow, that's a ton. It certainly has a great um, message to discipleship. Yeah. To understand. I, I like what you say about the, the thrice mentioned word servant. Um, much of my priesthood, if not all, I would honestly say, is built on service, on right. being a servant, mm-hmm. a servant to the people of God, a servant to God himself, um, a servant to the Holy Spirit, a servant to Christ as we walk together. It's um, it's that whole notion of servitude that, that ironically, and, and well, not, not so much ironically, but uh, in, in a very strange way is where I actually get my strength. It's where I get my ability to be a good priest, a good pastor of peoples, and to to lead with a with a pastoral heart rather than a, an authoritative or authoritarian tongue and hand, yeah. you know. So yeah, um, I, I I certainly appreciate that, and it def- definitely says a whole lot about discipleship. I, you know, the God is now my strength piece. Yeah always speaks to me it always speaks to me and you know i'm a i'm a very proud black catholic and you don't really have a gospel song if you don't have those words in it because Fair. because that kind of an explanation or exclamation excuse me is the way by which we understand who we are and whose we are and this is not just for black Catholics, this is for all people who have an allegiance to god but that that passion because that that statement is ended with an exclamation point um it rings out uh, something that is that is just so fundamentally true about our relationship with God and how we even begin to see ourselves. So, amen to that. Um, one thing I wanted to say about the light of the nations, of course, what the prophet Isaiah is doing is helping those who have been released from captivity know that they are more than what they think they are. Uh, they've been beaten down. You know, their, their, their release actually shows the consequences of their circular disobedience that they've been for, experiencing for a long time. And then they kind of need some encouragement to, to, you know, to start again, to build up, to let their, let their newfound understanding of loyalty to the Lord be expressed and I, and then Isaiah says, well, you know, you got a lot to do and you have to understand that what you think you have to do is not all that you have to do. True. It's it's too little. Mm-hmm. There's more. I think that's a little scary. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be kind of, to be completely honest, I think that there is a lot um there's a lot to be very hopeful in that message. I mean, it's it's always nice to know that you can do more than you think you can do, but my gosh. Sometimes these things can be a bit, a bit, uh, a bit scary to think that Daunting. you'd be a light to nations. How do you how do you read that when when the prophet is speaking to you, Tyler, as being a light unto nations? You who are studying social work, you <laughs> who are helping people understand the ills and wrong turns of substance abuse. Oh. 
That's a great question. <laughs> Can you repeat that, actually? Oh, okay. <laughs> that was so much. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but what, just think about your own light. What, what kind of light do you imagine you would be shining to lead the nations that you come in contact with? Oh, wow. The light I would lead with. I think, I think a light that I would lead with would want to be of listening. Yeah. Um, I think a lot when you hear this stuff, um, you know, these people, um, they just want to be heard. Mm. Especially like you yeah. said, they were captives yeah. and like they have been, they feel forgotten. Yeah. And um, using the ability to listen is so key. And that's what I think Isaiah is doing. Mm-hmm. He wants to tell people that they're, God is out there listening mm-hmm. to you and mm-hmm. you and everybody has that capacity to mm-hmm. listen. That is not mm-hmm. something that is like taught. You know, you, you, everybody can listen. And I think that's what I would, especially in social work, so that's what we learn about. Well, and that's why I, I, I like, uh, I like how you have been attracted to this, to this reading because, you know, your, your particular penchant for, for what you wish to do in social work mm-hmm. really does shine a light to those who have been uh, captured, yeah. you know. So that's that's really good. What do you believe God is um, is uh, saying to our world today? You know, what what message or lesson do you think other people would need to hear? Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at this reading, like we like we talked about, um, I think it's looking at the word servant and being a servant. I think as um, like you said, you are a servant. You know, mm-hmm. being a priest and all, and the wonderful things you do that. But being a servant is not much like listening, like I just talked about, is not out of anybody's reach. Mm-hmm. And that um, you can be great at being a servant. And I don't want people to think that glorifying God the way um, being a servant in this reading is, is not something for the saints. Like everybody can do that. And I think mm-hmm. that's why the word servant is said so many times in this, because it, that's how you glorify God. There's no other way around it. Like you serving the Lord is glorifying him no matter yeah. and then it can and serving can be in massive ways and it can be in little ways right. you know you can be a star in your role like as like a mother you can just serve the lord by taking care of your child you know mm-hmm. or you can be like which is a great role over exactly <laughs> and um i think letting i think god is telling people that you can glorify the lord in any role that you have in this mm-hmm. on this earth as long as you serve him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does that make sense it makes perfect sense so, actually i yeah. think that uh, you know in addition to that um shine right you know i i sometimes have had conversations with people who play small yeah and and I get that i i i guess you know in the in the social construct that we have operative today um there is there is always a suspicion of arrogance when you display competence um and put it out there with a great level of confidence you know competence with confidence there we go um but i also think that there is a fear of seeming to be more than you are and that has caused a lot of people to sh- to shirk, to to shrink into the background, and to um, and to not really shine forth as they possibly could. But I think this reading is as is challenging us all to to rise up and shine. I mean, it's clearly saying that we can do more and be more than we are doing and being. And so, might we rise up and shine? I think that the message 
is particularly valuable for two types of people, for those who have a fear of failure and for those who have a fear of success. And what would it be like for everybody to hear the prophet Isaiah speaking a word saying that the Lord hears that fear but doesn't regard it? And in fact, it's too little for you to regard that what you are meant to be and to do is to be a light unto all nations. And the better and more brightly we shine forth, the better and more brightly we will all be. Yeah. You know, and and I think for all of those who are afraid of other people misinterpreting what those might be, um, make sure you're secure in your own spot. <laughs> make, <laughs> make sure your heart's in the right place. If you're, if if you have great intentions and you have a passionate and compassionate heart and reason for doing what it is that you do, then amen. Amen. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it with, with our with our love and our prayers. Yeah. And and be that because to the extent that you're not, somebody is uh staying in captivity. Yeah. You know. And that's that's what's so great about the Catholic faith is mm-hmm. there is no we're all called to be holy. Yes yeah, indeed. So. Yes indeed. Yeah. yeah. And and I hate to to use the <laughs> adage, but I guess I have to. We are only as strong as our weakest link. Yep. It's so true, though. <laughs> yes, it is true. <laughs> it really is true. So um, with that, brother, I think we have to come to our challenge. Ah, yes. We have a big challenge yes, that we, we need do. to give. So the challenge that we offer for this week, sisters and brothers, is something that everyone can do within a week's time. It reflects our Catholic Christian values and is something that is derived from Scripture. Tyler's going to offer a challenge. I will follow that up. <laughs> and then the both of us are going to put one together for all of you to do this week. Yes. What would you like to suggest, Tyler? I think sticking with the word reflection, like you just said, mm-hmm. um, my challenge or my idea for a challenge was is to um, reflect on some saints because, you know, the, saint, the saints are beautiful people, yes, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, and to reflect and may, it can be the whatever the feast day is that week of a certain saint. And just go through and, and research what they did and how they served yeah. and how they filled their role where they were put. Because yeah. the Lord puts us where he wants us at well, all amen. times. Amen. And I think reflecting on the saints because they are holy people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, reflecting on them and challenging us to really see how we can connect with that and not yeah. making the saints something out of reach. Right. That's right. Because that's not what they're meant to be. Right, exactly. They're and supposed I, to be in reach. Yeah. And looking models, at models, mentors, and mirrors. Right. Yeah. And looking at what they did and how we can apply those characteristics to our own life. Because mm-hmm. that's where we have to start if we're going to serve people. You got to serve yourself, you mm-hmm. know? So. Do you have a patron saint? Oh, I have a ton. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, well, I'm a, I'm a convert, right? Welcome to the club, brother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so um, my uh, my baptism in my community name was Mary Lazarus. Oh, really? I, I absolutely. Mary's so beautiful. Yes. Let's just say that. Let's just get that out of there. Yes, indeed. And then Lazarus, that story is everything, I think, that a convert really is, you know? You know, that's very true. Yeah. I never thought about that, but that's very true. Yeah. The whole rising from the dead. Yeah. Being a faith, a a real rebirth in faith. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very good. What about you? Nicholas. Ah. Santa Claus. (laughs) It was a sign to me. Oh. You want to hear a funny story? Yeah, of course. So when I came into the church, this was 1994, we were um, 
not able to choose our own saints, but rather we had the community choose them for us. Now, they, they didn't do it arbitrarily at all. These were people who seriously looked at our journeys. They were with us the whole way. They were there with us in RCIA class. They heard our questions and our concerns. And so they were reflecting back to us what we see. And there was a very smart move because oftentimes we don't see the full impact that we are to people, which is another reason why we should shine brighter than we think. Amen. Yeah. So um, everybody was given their saint name, and then they come to me, and they say, Nicholas, definitely. It was it was all hands, uh, all hands in favor of Nicholas. And I was thinking, Santa Claus, is that a crack on my way? Poor thing. And they said, no, it's because you bring tidings of comfort and joy. Now that is very true. And I thought to myself, okay, Nicholas it is. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? And then I got to know who he was and, and really read up on his life. And he was incredible. He is. Incredible. When we get to St. Nicholas in December, sisters and brothers, we got some stories to share. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So you're saying to take a reflection on the saints. Yes. Um, you know what? I, I will join that a bit, but I really like, I really want people to to really understand themselves as being lights. Yeah. And I think that might be the first step in, in being more and doing more. Um, I think understanding um, understanding yourself as, as not a mistake or greatly flawed. I mean, we're, we're all imperfect. Yeah. And, and amen for that. Amen, you yes. know, I think it's in, in our imperfection that we actually need one another to do things. And so that's how we understand not only our collaboration, but our kinship a bit better. This is not a journey that we're meant to walk on alone. But I would wonder what it would be like for us to First and foremost, when we see that gift in the mirror looking back at us, to give thanks for the light of that gift and to and to live in that a bit more intentionally, you know, um, be on its side, understand what what that gift is capable of bringing forth. Uh, take it a step further and and see what see what could be done, see what see what good could be brought to the world from it. You know, and I and I just think that that starts with that starts with a place of self appreciation. That also starts with knowing who you are, yes, and knowing who you're not. Yes, <laughs> okay. that, that second part is often yeah. very important. So definitely seeing seeing yourself as light. So how about we join those those challenges we'll together by saying that um, for this week, take a look at a at a saint's life, and see how it reflects upon your life. Understand yourself as light from that reflection, and then move and then take a step further in your life. You know, get out there and be more, do more, and you know that could be a that can be a tall order and a very very scary thing. I think that um, you know this this should definitely be a part of one's prayers. This should be a part of one's self dialogue. Uh, this should be a part of one's conversation with other people is to is to be able to see that light more clearly. So you see it first from the from the reflection of the saints that, that you read and then you take the steps to, to recognize and, and live in your own light. I like that. Yeah. Sound good? Sounds great to me. So that's your challenge for the week, sisters and brothers. Now let's move on to prayer. <laughs> 
good old prayer. Tyler, what's your favorite way to pray these days? These days? Oh, man. What isn't a great way to pray? It's just <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the rosary. That's yeah. always a classic. Um, yeah. But recently, I think um, I've been more into silence. Does that make sense? Say more. So I have my morning prayer time for myself. Um, and in that time, I have like a, cru- like a crucifix in my mm-hmm. room. And I stare at it just for mm-hmm. like five minutes, ten minutes in silence. Mm-hmm. And just mm-hmm. no thoughts. Um, if, I, if I have a thought, you just run it away. And you just stare at what Jesus is yeah. and what he has done for me and for all of us. Very nice. And I think silence is, because, you know, especially as a college student, life is hectic. It's very hectic. So, And you also, I'm sure, have uh, run the risk of doing hit-and-run prayers. Yeah, you know? oh, oh, for sure. I've had my fair share of hit-and-run prayers. <laughs> hey, I'm a priest. I have my fair share <laughs> yeah, see, of hit-and-run you, prayers. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Like you always say, perfection is boring. It is boring. And so It is boring. Nobody wants to be here if they're perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. You know, I had a spiritual director. My first spiritual director um, in the Catholic Church actually told me a whole lot more about silence than I had had ever thought myself. She said, it's a way by which we raise our antenna to hear God speaking more clearly. And I never thought of that. I really never thought of that. And so since uh, since hearing that, I, I always advise, and me myself do, um, a moment of prayer where I'm doing the talking, but then I, I equalize that with listening the same amount of time that I talk so that there can be a moment by which God can speak to me. And she also was very clear that God's not guaranteed to speak to you in that time of silence, but your antenna will be raised higher so that when you go out into life, you'll be much more likely to encounter the word or the presence of God, a communication of the Lord meant just for you. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that helped me to really value silence a whole lot more. And I commend it to our brothers and sisters out there. Um, What are you thankful for these days? Everything. Yeah. (laughs) I think uh, something that, especially as you know, last year transpired, I think with everything that happened in America, I gained a lot of appreciation yeah. for America. I think that gets lost with how much stuff has happened. Amen. I'm very thankful for America. I'm not saying like I condone Amen. a lot of the stuff that happens, yeah. but I am thankful that you know we have a, a place where we can be free. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know because like I can go to school. I can. I'm very. I've gained a lot more appreciation for being able to go to school and have my own place to live. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I'm also thankful for pizza because that has been keeping me alive lately. <laughs> um, so I got to give a yeah, plug in for pizza. Yeah. Classic pizza, Along with Liberty. Very much. <laughs> pizza and Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Thankworthy. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you were talking about the, uh, the, the, the struggles, I, I think that what we experience in this whole quest for a greater sense of liberty or growing pains. Yeah. You know, to grow out of the old into the new, um, to put it very bluntly, um, is hard. It is hard. It's hard, you know? Um, but to, yeah, but to look at that with a, with a, with a good dose of gratitude is not a bad idea. Yeah. Not at all. You know, I am thankful for, I'm thankful for smiles. Yes. It's very interesting, but um, 
You know, winter brings out a very interesting personality of the world. Uh, it's cold. It is. You know, Ugh. it's icy. Uh, a lot of people are looking down and, you know, hands in pockets, hands and, pockets. and things like that. And it's not, it's not too often when you will encounter um, at least a very, very, uh, I guess, evident sense of joy on the faces of the people that you pass. And so when I see those smiles, it just keeps me mindful. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, I'm seeing them more yes. uh, than not seeing them. So that's great. That is uh, great. Yeah, it is. It is. I, <laughs> I can't even imagine what the option would be like for me. I, I have to be honest with you. I, 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 thrive, I thrive on the joy uh, that I experience from others. And, you know, if I, if I don't see it, I generate it. And if I don't generate it with any level of success, then we go back into the lab and see what needs yeah. to be corrected. <laughs> well, if you, ever, if you ever need to see a smile, just, just come over and I'll order a pizza and my face will just glow up. Brother, you I'm telling have you. a deal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I just, I, I think that, um, I, I, you know what is funny? I, I, I was going to kind of talk about this as one of my favorite ways to pray these days is singing gospel music. Ooh. Um, I love to sing, and I love to sing when there's nobody around so I can, like, really wail. Get it all out. Exactly. It's very cathartic. The praise is just raw. Emotional. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's very emotional. It's very spiritually heavy. Uh, it, it takes all of me, and I love it. I absolutely love it. But I remember that there was one time in the history of the gospel music uh, era, and this was probably around the, the mid-'80s, when you could rarely see a smile on the face of a gospel music artist uh, yeah. on their, on their uh, album cover. And that really made me feel a lot disconcerted. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was less encouraging for me to, to know that there was more seriousness than the evidence of joy in these songs that brought me such joy. Yeah. Fortunately, the tide has changed. The tide has changed. And people are giving cheese all over the place. <laughs> well showing, showing all kinds of teeth. So I'm happy that that, has, uh, that that has changed direction. I think that we could do well to laugh a lot more and to experience joy in the simple things and in the big things. That's so for sure. That's what I'm thankful for today. Do you have anyone that you'd like to pray for? Myself. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Always, amen. Uh, I also would like to pray for the people in RCIA. This yeah. is a this is a big time. Yes, um, it is. How many in your class? I don't know. I mean, the new class. I think. Yeah. I just think at Newman, there's around twenty people. I oh, say. there is. Sorry, yeah. yes, there is. Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about your RCIA, the oh, current RCIA. The current RCIA. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah we which, have about twenty people. Yeah, which is amazing. It is. It's just so. showing you how much people are attracted to the faith. Yeah. Yeah. And, Especially in this time, as January rears its head, and like the first couple months, you know, Easter seems far away. And you're like, am I ever yes. gonna get to the the baptism and the communion? And when January <laughs> rears its head around, you're like, oh, things are getting real. Yeah, so, I know, exactly. and <laughs> so, 
I got more excited. I, oh, I definitely got yeah. more excited, but. I was separated from my crew. Uh-oh. Yeah, the more that we moved along, because oh. apparently my, my th- there were two other young men and a young woman, and the four of us, we were like the Bobsy quant quadruplets i believe yeah. you know we were just kind of joined at the hip but the rcia director kind of knew that there was some value in us not spending so much time together particularly yeah. when the class gathered and so she made she made every effort to separate us uh it was a very wise move because i turned my attention to god in a very real way particularly during holy week yeah uh where a lot of people were kind of getting nervous about getting in the water i was like Bring the Orioles today. I will drink them as you slather them on my head. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. I was really excited. As you should. Yeah. And so, it's been a great ride, yeah, hasn't it? Oh, for sure. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, I you know, I'll join you in that prayer with the with all who are in RCIA, both at the Newman Center and around the world. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also want to pray though for all peacemakers as we are on the eve of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, uh, for us to just keep all of those who have any sort of intentional action or hope or work for for peace to know that you that you have our prayers and that we are all in this uh we're in this vineyard together. Yeah. So may peace and justice indeed reign. Um, Amen. How about an Our Father? Let's do it. Do an Our Father? Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show. You're a treasure. You're a treasure. Well, thank you so very much. (laughs) Sisters and brothers, we will come back to you next week with another episode of The Word and the World here on AM 920 WMNI.